Today is Wednesday, July 12, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Media critics have a very strange critique of the hit movie Sound of Freedom. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Subscribe, leave a rating, share it with a friend. That's your end of the bargain. You hold that up. You can also email us, quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. We'd love to hear from you. We're getting through the news of the cray here. That is what we do. 7 a.m. each weekday. And joining me now to get through it as Trey's on vacation, Billy Hallowell. What's up, Billy? Happy Wednesday. Well, yeah. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. I'm I'm ready to dig in. This week, this week, and I say this every week, is going faster than normal, though. It, it is. is. It's on an accelerant. And I mean the interviews are flying in. We talked to Greg Laurie yesterday on this podcast. We've got Danny Goki. Uh, coming up on the podcast today, and we're also going to be talking uh, a little bit about prison ministry. That's an important topic. We're going to be getting into an amazing video showing prisoners worshiping Jesus, and we'll talk a little bit about the work they're doing there at that organization. It's pretty cool. Yeah, look forward to hearing that. So all that's coming up on the podcast today. First here, we're going to get through the news in 90 seconds. And Misha Maynor, a Democrat representing District 56 in the Georgia State House, announced her party resignation and she's switching to Republican. She cited her decision to support school choice for disadvantaged children and safe communities, as well as her refusal to back efforts to defund the police. Maynor claimed that her Democrat colleagues did not support her on these issues, leading her to decide to switch parties. And The Sound of Freedom is a massive success, but media critics aren't exactly too thrilled with the film for some reason. The Guardian was among those criticizing, including the Washington Post and Rolling Stone, uh, who criticized the film, they likened it to, among other things, a QAnon conspiracy theory while adding that it, quote, pretends to be a real movie, just like a pregnancy crisis center masquerading as a bona fide health clinic, end quote. Ironically, The Guardian itself reported back in 2018 that child sex trafficking was rife in the same spot that Sound of Freedom took place in Colombia. So those are just some of the top headlines today. You can check out those stories and more over at cbnnews.com. And Billy, I had to bring up these critiques of the sound of freedom because it's very peculiar that that is coming out now, especially when you see the media had reported many times on this problem, this crisis going on about child sex trafficking. So why in the world are they pretending like it doesn't exist now? Well, they're trying to take some past controversial comments from Jim Caviezel, who stars in the movie, and I feel like they're trying to use those as a springboard to dismiss the film, which is very strange because anybody who has covered this or dealt with it knows that it's a topic that is really hard to get attention on. And mm -hmm. so now you have a very rare moment. And this is what I think is so unfortunate and diabolical about this. A very rare moment in which you could actually say people are paying attention. Yeah. And instead of the media diving in to educate people about it while they have their attention, they're focusing in and dismissing the very, the one thing that is broken through on this topic. And it is, it is, it's so bizarre that I would say you almost wonder like, why, what is the upside of dismissing this entire topic when you know it to be true? Yeah, it is very odd. 
it raises more questions, I think, than answers. And a lot of critics are pointing out, too, um, that places like the Washington Post and Rolling Stone and others all seem to have relatively positive coverage of the 2020 film Cuties. If you remember that, we covered that when it happened because it was disgusting. And you had um, basically this uh, 11-year-old girl rebelling against her quote-unquote conservative family to join a sexually suggestive dance crew. And the, the film crew got criticism for these auditions for these 700 girls that they auditioned. And there was a lot of, you know, concerns raised about the content of the audition tapes and and of course the film itself and that that idea and so you got all that positive review happening then here comes a film fighting child trafficking and like you said it's it's bizarre that they land on this side of the coin yeah and i think you know again though and that for me just knowing that that there's such a limited opportunity to make an impact, right? Yeah. And even at the end of Sound of Freedom, there's a message from Jim Caviezel about making an impact to help these kids. I don't, who cares what Jim Caviezel said in the speech in 2019 or what you think he right. said? Who cares irrelevant. what his views are? That's not the point. It's irrelevant to the fact that you have a real chance here to make an impact. And, you know, this just, I think, shows us that ideology can really ruin everything. Politics can ruin everything if we let it. And I really do believe this is an example of that running amok. Yeah, indeed. Indeed it is. And of course, as the numbers continue to come in, we'll keep uh, updating any relevant uh, updates on the sound of freedom. And and also, real quick, we are going to be keeping our eye on the school choice issue because Misha Mayner, as I mentioned a minute ago, switched parties over this. And you, I've seen multiple examples of this where Democrats who are saying, hey, wait a minute, we need to give our constituents their power to choose the school they want to go to. And they're coming up against these teachers unions oftentimes. And that is something to keep an eye on. Uh, as is, It's an issue that continues to grow. Homeschooling growing, private schooling growing, uh, especially in the wake of COVID. So we'll keep an eye on that one as well over at CBNNews.com and FaithWire.com. And for now, we're going to go over to our focus story for today. As we alluded to at the top, a Christian ministry recently released a video revealing what heartfelt praise and worship looks like inside a maximum security prison. So, Billy, what's the story here? Yeah, this this video is from God Behind Bars, and they're an organization that partners with churches all over the country to help bring the gospel to men and women who are incarcerated. And these are people who you know, we often forget about in society. We don't think about them. We don't talk about them. But these men and women who are behind bars for various crimes they've committed, in this particular case, God Behind Bars shared a video of 150 inmates who had gathered in this prison chapel and they were singing praise and worship. They were praying. They were thanking the Lord for what they have. And it's about a 12-minute video, and we've got it over at Faithwire and CBN News. Incredibly powerful just watching these men and women who, again, have made mistakes. And as you mentioned, this is a maximum security you know, facility. So you're talking about people here who are going to be behind bars for 10 years to life. Some of these people will never leave prison. Mm -hmm. And here they are making this decision 
And yeah, there's one moment at the start of this footage where there's a speaker, a guy who is speaking to them and he's telling them, look, some of the guys in this room, this is the only moment that you'll have to just have time with the Lord. He says to them, look, you know, I know there's a lot of chaos and noise. I just want you to take a moment and spend some time with Jesus, reflect and begin to think of things that you're grateful for. And there's sort of this moment where they all pause and they're thanking God and then they're vocally stating what they thank God for. I mean, and you could think, man, whether or not, whatever got them in prison, right? They're sitting there and they're actually thanking God, despite the fact that they've gotten themselves in this unthinkable position, potentially for the rest of their lives. And they're just raising their hands and and worshiping him. Yeah, it's a powerful image to see it. Of course, it conjures up um, images of even the earliest Christians, you know, Paul in prison and them having that positive outlook of faith and hope in Christ in the middle of all that. So what are some of the other recent developments around this ministry? Yeah, this is a ministry that's been around since 2009, and CBN News recently reported, and, and you know this is pretty remarkable, there were 130 prisoners who were baptized during an event recently oh, wow. um, as a result of this organization's work. This includes 90 women at a federal prison. And so it's just incredible. They're they're not just going out there and sharing the gospel, which is incredible, but they're connecting. They're trying to help people who find themselves, because we know the recidivism rate can be pretty high. You know, people can end up getting out of prison, getting back in. They're trying to knock all of that out and really help create lasting life change in these prisoners' lives. And so that was the most recent with 130 prisoners and that mass baptism there. Um, And at the time, and this is just about a month ago, uh, the organization said, God is changing the lives of these women. Addictions are breaking. Forgiveness is reigning. And Jesus is winning. And I thought, man, what a what an amazing in, in one of the worst places you can imagine, a prison, right? With some of the the worst people in the mix, right? These people are coming out of that and finding Christ. Yeah, it's really powerful and it's a great opportunity to praise God and and put glory on God's name. There's also a, another side to this, Billy, in this prison ministry and the, the fact that people are in there, it's not so cut and dry. It's it's a little bit complicated at times, is it not? It is. It's complicated for a variety of reasons, right? How did they get there? Why are they there? And I think we often it's so easy as human beings to have a static look at people like, okay, that person was a murderer or they were a thief or they did something horrible. And that's who they're, they're always going to be. But the reality is anybody who's accepted Christ and had a change in their life, you know, that you're a new creation. Scripture tells us that. So you're not the same when you've had an authentic change and when you're living that life. And so, you know, we have to, when it comes to people in a prison, it's easy to look down on them, but just like anyone else, they can have that same life change and really come away, even though they're still incarcerated, even though they might be in prison for life as new creations in, in Christ. And so there's so much to unpack there, but I I do think we have to really check our hearts on these things. And also though, on the flip side, you know, there's a lot of skepticism, right. Of people who would say that, you know, when you're in a prison, there's not much else for you to do. So maybe it's easy to follow Jesus in a prison, right. When you get out, can you maintain that? Yeah, very interesting uh, dynamic indeed. And a lot of challenges I would think that people um, in prison ministry are, are well aware of. And why do you think, Billy, just wrapping this one up, what do you think is kind of the key takeaway here on why this matters? Yeah, you know, we've dealt with this actually a number of times this week. And and the this I'm talking about is this idea that it's never too late. We saw yeah. this um, with an 85-year-old man who got baptized with Greg Laurie, right? He 
became a Christian in 85 after watching Jesus Revolution and made his way slowly down to that water and got baptized. We see it again here with these people in in these prisons who are making these decisions. We discount as human beings, we can never see the full picture. We discount people, we you know, we diminish people, we say they'll never become Christians, they're a lost cause, but the reality is maybe some people never will, but we don't know that and we see countless examples throughout scripture the Apostle Paul down the line and in real life of people who make decisions for Christ. It really is never too late. Yeah, never too late. And, and, um, look, it's not for us to, it's not for us to judge those situations, but it is certainly for us to share the word. And I, I I can't imagine how, how impactful it must be for those who are going there and spending their time just visiting with people who are in prison because it's got to be a lonely, lonely time in there, even with other inmates got a lot of time to think. So the fact that someone goes there and shows some care and some concern and some love, it's got to go an absolute long way. So, all right. Appreciate you bringing that one, Billy. We're going to move over to the main thing now. And Christian singer Danny Gokey is out with new music celebrating America. He joined Billy to talk about his passion for patriotism, why he loves the nation, and what he's hoping his music inspires. That's today's main thing. So, Danny Goki, you have a new EP out called Brave that celebrates America. What made you want to dive into this music? Well, I have a passion for my country. I love America. And it is okay to love your country. As a matter of fact, you probably should love your country. Otherwise, your country won't be very strong if the people don't love it. But I just think that there's so many voices in our culture trying to tell us how to think about our country. And, and I think that's, it's demoralizing what is happening to the people of our country. And so anyways, I just decided, I said, I want to write songs that celebrate us because there's so many great things that our country has done. There's, I mean, we have, our, there's never been a country like us and probably will never be like a country like us after us. And so I wanted to just point people to the hope of our country to the bravery of our country, to the goodness of the land. And I started writing. And of course I wrote two, two originals and then one that um, ended up being a, um, a cover of the Greenwoods God Bless the USA. Yeah, and it's and the music's great. The music's powerful. You know, I don't want to get you in trouble here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because I do think it's interesting. And what I mean by that is I don't want to get you in trouble with other artists. So I'm not gonna, of course, name people. But it is interesting because a lot of people they sort of avoid, you know, in the industry getting into these sorts of of issues. I mean, you're talking about something that should be simple: patriotism, love of country, right? Uh, but there are a lot of people, maybe even in the Christian world, who would avoid that yeah. for fear of sparking controversy. Um, but yet, you're not. You don't seem afraid of that. Yeah, I I think that, and this is no. There's no hit on any artist, and I and I love how how you phrase that because we just don't judge other artists. We, I just here's the exactly. one thing that I know is that I felt the Lord call me to this pro- project. I said, yes, you know, and our great leader, Jesus never avoided controversy. He never tried to get people to like him through winning people over, uh, or, or I guess, so this is not from my own personal experience. We're, we're not supposed to win people over by compromising our values. So if I know the Lord called me to do this project and I was like, well, what are people going to think? I'd compromise the value that God put inside of me. So. I wanted to speak to it because here's another thing. The Bible says in Galatians 3 that 
all nations would be blessed through us, us believers, through the Abrahamic covenant. So that's America too. So as a believer, the Bible, the Bible guarantees through the Abrahamic covenant that all nations will be blessed through us. That means I can bring a blessing to my country and not bring up more problems to my country, right? I can be part of the solution and not part of the problem. And that's the route I decided to take. Yeah. Well, and, and not everybody is called, and this is important to maybe do the same thing. Um, but but also, if you are called, you can't be afraid of it. And this shouldn't be controversial, it's right? I mean, the, the nation is so divided. Like, and I mean, why should it be controversial? And I love that. you. That's actually, I think, the foundation of this conversation, that right there. This never was controversial before. Uh, if the Bible says, don't be ignorant of the enemy's tactics, the enemy's been moving that ball and of intolerance, a hot box of speech where everything is offensive for some time. So we have to recognize that this ain't offensive, but it's offensive under the new rules and under the new truths of our culture. Now, truth never changes, but right now, the you know, so the foundational real truth, which is like, this is not controversial, but what has changed is people's perception of what truth is. And so... Um, I'm here to celebrate our country. I'm here to encourage other people to celebrate our country. I'm here to be a voice of hope. And I'm here to challenge the voice that would like to say th this nation is trash and all it's built on trash. And, and, and we just have to go back. Every country has done it. Every single one. And not only that, guess when they, they did when it was at its worst? When the leadership was corrupt. The Bible says when the wicked rule, the people run and flee. But when the, but when the righteous rejoice, the people, I mean, when the righteous are ruled, the people rejoice. Leadership has everything to do with it. The Constitution gave us the power. We the people. I don't think we understand our Constitution. We the people. If we don't like it, we the people can start making change. But we must remember, we the people have the power to make better solutions and, and move the country in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting, and that's what I love about your music. It's uplifting, it's positive, it focuses on loving the country, right? You look at, I don't know why people struggle so much with this dichotomy of, you know what? We're people, we're sinful, our nation has sin in its past and things in its, in its you know, currently that we need to deal with, but yet this amazing country provides freedom and opportunity to everybody. And we should be so grateful for that. I don't know why people can't grapple with both of those things, right? And appreciate the country for what it is. Why do you think that's such a struggle? Because it feels like people, they, they almost don't even want to look at the positive, even though it's right in front of them. Yeah, people, it's not what is true, right? It's what people think is true. Some people have built their life on the thought that it's not my fault, it's this country's fault, it's this fault. And it's a reality check, because we've all, as humans, we've all done that. Man, when I don't want to take responsibility for something, and it hurts to know that there's some kind of lack or failure in my life due to what I think, but I, I could put it on someone else, it's just safer. It feels like it's not my, it's not my problem. When you come to the point and recognize, oh, wait, like I am who I am today because I chose to be who I am, right? Like everything that I am today is because I made a choice to be this way. Now, are there applying factors uh, that that always can 
give us a struggle, yes, but we all have the right to choose. I think people find safety is what I'm saying. They find safety in the thought, maybe it's not my fault. But that's the biggest trap because they'll 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 miss out on all that God has for them if they're constantly thinking that it's not their fault. All right, Billy, thanks so much for that conversation there with Danny Goki. Really appreciate it. You can check out that full version uh, in the description and on our YouTube channel. All right, we're going to head over now for our one last thing. Okay, this is one of my all-time favorite Bible verses because it's basically a giant get it together, right? It's Proverbs <laughs> 6, 6, and it reads, go to the ant, you sluggard, consider its ways and be wise. And it just makes me laugh because you look at the ant and you're always like, how is it picking up that Cheeto? Like, how is that <laughs> right. little ant doing that? Right. Um, and just hard work, dedication, being dedicated to the cause, and in the case of our faith, being dedicated to Christ. So I just, I love that verse. Yeah, it is. It's perfect. And yeah, that Cheeto is basically like the size of my minivan. <laughs> like in comparison right to our sizes it is it is amazing but it is a good reminder that hey we need to be diligent we need to be working don't just sit there and be a sluggard so good stuff and that's where we're going to leave it on the podcast today as always get yourself on over to cbnnews.com and faithwire.com for more news from a christian perspective and as always lord willing in that creek don't rise we shall return tomorrow with more. God bless. See you then.